0: What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned. Shout father to five kiddos, currently ages 9 to 16, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on her 19th year of marriage. So, yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. And I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is Thomas Fainer. He is a coach helping dads discover their full potential. We dig into some incredible topics around leading your home, embracing life, and how to increase your skills as a man. Enjoy meeting my friend, Thomas. Thomas, what is up, my friend? Dude, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. How are you today? Doing excellent. Thanks for having me on, Ned. Oh, dude, I've been really excited about digging into fatherhood a bit more with you. I had the honor of being on your podcast recently, uh, so thank you so much for that. And uh, just really been looking forward to digging into some of the questions that I have for you um, with your beliefs, role, vision around fatherhood, and then also with what you do uh, with your own organization, Dads Who Lead. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, to get kicked off, I'm just going to ask you a few rando questions to get started, help people understand uh, who I'm talking to here. So how old do you find yourself today? Today,
1: I am 33 and I'll be turning 34 here in the next few weeks. But honestly, uh, how old I find myself, I love that because I honestly, I'm always striving to act a lot more like I'm 17 than I am 34.
0: In what ways? what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. I want to feel free to go play, um, Mm. wrestle, climb rocks, do fun things. I, you know, as a dad, I want to live like I'm 17 and guide my family through the experience. Love it, And,
0: and I, and your perspective of, of what 17 means to you is freedom and playfulness. Um, so it sounds like you must've had a, did you have a pretty good, uh, like high school years where you got to enjoy the outdoors and, and felt like you were free?
1: Yeah, there were definitely, there was definitely a lot of time that I did. Um, and then when I was 18, um, I got the news that I was going to become a dad Mm. and there was a lot of fear there and a lot of like, Oh, is this ending? And, and candidly, if, you know, if I'm really reflecting back on it, um, as a youth, I, a lot of people said like, oh, you take things really seriously. Mm. I took, you know, I, I was never talented. And so there was a lot of time that I spent working hard to get results that other people maybe found easier. And, you know, you know, just as you asked that question, it was really unique because I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like maybe when I was a kid, I maybe took things
0: real seriously and, and not enjoying the moment enough. Dude, that's so good, man. I feel like right now at 39, like literally last week in my journal, I wrote, dude, don't take things so serious. And so I'm trying to be mindful right now that when I when I am in my week, that when I come to the, this has to get done, I need to do this, I have to get, you know, I have to, I, I I'm trying to pause and go, wait a second, dude, does this really... Like if if you're putting so much weight on this has to get done right now, is that really accurate? And if not, can I just push this off till tomorrow? Not to not be disciplined, but to not be so addicted to like, I got to get so much done right now. And then I, because I find that my family is not benefiting from me operating with that kind of level of intensity. Yeah. Yes, right. something I'm working on, dude. Um, okay, I got some more just kind of like simple questions, but but you cool. already brought up some big stuff that I'm sure we'll get into. Cool. How many years you've been married? I have been buried for nine and a half years. It'll be 10 years in May. Did you say married or buried? <laughs> married. <laughs> so you've been married for nine and a half years, that you said? Yeah. Okay, and how many kiddos do you have and how old are they? I've got my son, Charles, who's 15.
1: He was from before our marriage. And yeah. then my daughter, Maddie, is three and Lila is six months.
0: Oh, man. All right. So in, in the thick of it, in two, oh, yeah. two ways, you got babies and then you got teenagers. So if you're going to talk about fatherhood, you're, you, you are in the weeds. So some cred- oh, yeah. credibility right there. Where do you and your family live? We recently moved from Eugene, Oregon to Redmond, Oregon. Okay. And I saw on yeah. your Instagram, which I loved this spot. We were traveling up through Oregon one time and, you know, looking on the map like, oh, what's this? I think Indian Rock or something like that. Smith Rock. Smith Rock. Smith Rock. And we're like, oh, let's go look at it. And you kind of drive out, you know, like in the cuts. And it was just like this epically beautiful area. And you guys yeah. just live close to there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, about a 15 minute drive from us.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I remember there was like some big boulders out there that our kids just loved climbing on. Yeah. Yeah. Sick, man. That's awesome. Okay. And then, uh, what is it that you do for a living? And I think there's been some transition there. So maybe take 60 seconds to share what you do for a living to provide for the family.
1: Yeah. So in August, I retired from being a public educator and transitioned I've been building a program for dads for the last two years, and the program has evolved to a coaching program to help dads elevate their leadership so they can maximize their impact within their home. And it's really been rewarding to reach out to other dads that want to step up and find new ways to learn about themselves and learn how they can capture the strongest, deep leadership that's within them.
0: Love it, dude. That's fantastic. I mean, there is so much need. If you go Google rad stuff for moms versus dads, it's just a difference. So it's such a a needed area for dads to be poured into. And loved your video on your website about performance. Uh, I just thought it was communicated so well and really gave some some really good insight into that and i actually sent it to my my kids so four of my kids uh, have phones so i'm like all right you guys check out this you know six seven minute video on performance and flow and uh arousal theory is that right arousal theory yeah arousal theory yeah so uh dude really really good content good stuff um Okay, so when did you first embrace fatherhood? Now this is a bit of a different question for you because yeah. you have this eighteen years old. Oh my gosh, I'm a dad moment, and then you know, fast forward now you got a three and a six month old, and so maybe you have a couple of answers or a couple of angles to this. But uh, when did you embrace that that fatherhood was an adventure? Oh. So I remember getting the news that I was going to be a
1: dad. It was 2007, right at the beginning of 2007. And I was, my first instinct was like, okay, here we go. It's on, it's on right now. It it wasn't like after Charles was born. It it happened as soon as I found out. And that was the first moment where I said, okay, this is on. uh, And I need to really level up my game. Um as it continued and I've grown and I've, I have was forced into it, forced, I don't know, I would say um, accelerated into a position of leadership because I knew when my friends were out in college, like, oh yeah, let's go out to the bars. Let's go, you know, stay up late. And I was the one that was like, okay, well, I've got homework. I got to get this homework done. I got to make sure I'm on point and getting my career together. Working outside of school, spending time with my son, and getting all my classwork done—like I needed to be on all the time. And so, you know, they talk about like the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So that process of of being a college student and working and being a a, a dad—I was only seeing Charles through college like a couple of days a week, mm. uh, but it was so it was such a huge part of my journey because i had there was no like taking a step back to mess around as a college kid which like is kind of like contradictory to what i just you know mentioned of like being 17 but to me being free is not like going out and getting plastered is like okay god's bless us with this world with all these think awesome opportunities that we can do with our bodies and our friends how can we make the most of those um and then you know becoming a dad to a daughter mm. with Maddie was the next phase. And it was like, oh, you know, I remember having a call with my accountability buddy. It's like, you know, at first I was really scared. My wife talks about like seeing the look of my face to the ultrasound that it was a girl because it kind of thought it was going to be a boy. And she's like, you just look so terrified. <laughs> and as I wasn't sure what to expect, and the love and authenticity that comes mm. from her is just so inspiring. And To have that experience of raising both the masculine and feminine energy is so completing and fun.
0: Hmm. Love this, dude. So, you know, I, I this may be just my perspective, but I think that sometimes when we go all in on like wanting to teach somebody something, it's because there's something that we're looking for. Um, so I'll give an example, like my rebel and create message is really a message about identity for men as fathers. And so it's this pursuit that I'm on and it's something that's oozing inside of me to such a level that, you know, I'm not showing up on these podcasts as the expert. I didn't write a book because I'm an expert. It's because I'm on a journey and I just thought other people would like to, you know, they're probably on a journey too. So yeah. when you think about, you know, you became a father and you have these two scenarios was like, okay, my son at a young age and then now you know my daughter uh what what triggered for you in the last 3 to 5 years that made you say i want to quit my job as mm. an educator and i want to empower other dads w- what what was the trigger for you
1: yeah it was it wasn't that clean of a transition it was in 2019 as i continued to grow and learn about myself mm. And have successes in life and see friends and struggle in life. I noticed this very clearly that what we were learning in school was not the same things that like we spent a lot of time, the core four: math, reading, social studies, and science Mm -hmm. where my friends were struggling in life. Where's not those core four. Yeah. Where I was having success or struggling in life was not those core four. There were other areas of life. And so that in 2019, I started making calls and taking action on putting together a retreat for young men to teach them the skills that weren't being taught in school. Mm. And as it evolved, it evolved into a father-son experience. Um, So a year later in 20, I, I the, the years get met, blended. Yeah, but yeah. A year later, um, I got that first retreat off the ground. It was a father-son retreat. It was mm-hmm. a very powerful experience. And as I connected with the dads and saw the, the power that having a positive relationship with your son could have, I've started to realize that that's the where the key was. That if the father's leadership and their connection elevated, a lot of the other things fell into place because as we go through this journey as dads, we our kids are always watching us to see Mm -hmm. how we're going and learning. And traditional education, there is a certain curriculum that is taught and it is important. But for us to really impact our kids in the way that that I aim to impact my kids, it's it's a deeper level of who we are, where we're going, our, you know, our mindset that there are a lot of things that are missed in school um that a lot of folks don't think of as important for us to learn to be successful until it runs into a problem so my goal is ultimately to cut problems off at the pass and educate people in a way that and helps them understand themselves and the world so that they can have the best experience possible
0: hmm. so i'm going to put you on the spot maybe yes. maybe you have an answer but, you know, we talk about these core four, okay? And then, and then it's like, okay, I see my friends having problems. I see. So, say y- you could just tell a man one thing. Okay, you you have thirty seconds. What matters most? He's he's a new dad. What is it that you're going to communicate to him? It's the only opportunity you're going to have to share with this guy, and you're never going to see him again. But he's a new young dad. What are you going to tell him? Your example
1: is everything. Hmm. Your example sets the tone for how your kids will listen to you, how your kids will learn, how your kids will be active in the world, how your kids will use technology. Your own growth in a lot of ways is a ceiling for your kids and your connection. It's not just your growth, but your connection with them. So it's not enough to just do the work on ourselves, but we also need to develop time and patience to listen to our kids' hearts so that they know the that what's inside there is very valuable and they know to listen to it. Often, they're not going to listen to their own heart until they have someone else that does. So that's a huge role mm. for you as a dad to, to listen to your own heart, listen to your son or your daughter's heart, And develop this connection where you all are able to grow day by day, week by week, year by year together.
0: Okay. All right. So let's just pause here. So you started off with your example is everything. So boom. Love it. Okay. So so I think there's three nuggets here. And that's why I want to pause. I really want dudes to listen to this dudes freaking pause yourselves, write this down, listen to this, put this in your journal, tuck this away in your mind. One was your example is everything, which is, which means that you regularly got to be looking in the mirror, right? You got to know who you are, which is not stagnant, which is growth. Okay. The next thing you said that was super freaking powerful And I want to hear you say it again, but it was about your ceiling will be your kid's ceiling, something to that extent. Yeah. So
1: if we create barriers for ourselves to grow, like, Mm -hmm. um, well, I live in this town. I only make this much money. This is just the way that it is. I make, I go on a vacation once a year. That's just the way it is. We're creating that habit for ourselves. and without your son or daughter really like de- digging into deep work that's going to be their programming so i've got this story around swimming that i created from well i've i've created and was largely created for me and one day this will be a goal that i break through um my parents had a son who drowned uh, when he was 18 right before i was born and he was 18 years old he was 18 years old okay. and he drowned right before I was born. And so there was always a fear around water. My parents' mindset around water was, this is a dangerous space. They never, even if they had never told me just watching their body language, the way, you know, if we yeah. didn't go to the pool. I didn't learn to take swimming lessons until I was nine when I had a camp that I had to do it. So all of this, this programming that created in my mind was around like fear of water, scary, Um, I didn't take a lot of action around learning how to enjoy the water. Mm -hmm. Um, on the contrary, I had a, a set of boys that were at my retreat last year who grew up in Hawaii and their mom took them to the beach every day, playing, jumping in the water. They have a great, like they, they associate water with fun. It's safe. They're able to have skills in that environment and the water can be a dangerous environment, but because I was programmed that it was dangerous, I created a space of fear mm-hmm. because these other kids were created a space of, of joy and fun and skill development. They have this like very organic, free, a relationship with water, not reckless, but understanding that, 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 energy is a lot more powerful than the one that I was given. And that's just one example Like you could take that and put it into a hundred different scenarios, but how we set things up for our kids and our beliefs is, is a huge impact on how well they're able to grow. I was only able to get so high, so much of a swimmer under my parents' gaze compared to somebody else that had a different environment.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, well said and i think that as dads listen to this think about your lives where you are frustrated with the ceilings so maybe you've hit a ceiling in your marriage maybe you've hit a ceiling in your relationships maybe you've hit a ceiling with relationships with your own parents with your own siblings i mean you see that so often so i would ask you you know where have you kind of just accepted ceilings in your life and maybe you've accepted that for yourself but are you willing to have your kid accept that as well? Are you willing for your daughter or son's relationship to be with you, what yours is with your parents in 20 years? Do you want them to interact with their siblings the way you interact with your siblings in 20 years? Like, I'm not saying that those are the exact areas, but where have you hit ceilings that you've accepted that you you are okay with, but you need to stretch them, not for your sake maybe, right? Right but, but for the sake of your kids. And I think about that often, especially when it comes to like, um, just the way that men struggle with, with say pornography or, or lust or in those areas, it's like, to some level, I think it's like, oh, well, this is the world we live in, but I don't want my son to struggle with these things. Right. So the fight that I put into that is going to be less of a fight. Most likely, right that that he's gonna. Now I can't live this perfect dad life and my except expect all my kids to you know everything to work out swimmingly, but it has huge impact. Okay, so then the third thing you said was your children won't listen to their own hearts until someone listens to it. Say that again.
1: Yeah. So your our the way our society set up, and I see this as a teacher. As I was a teacher for seven years, mm-hmm. kids are asked things of them. All right, here's the question. This is what I need you to do. Do the assignment. Rarely are they asked like, hey how with with thirty kids in a classroom to expect a teacher to say, "How are you doing? How are you feeling? Yeah. what things are on your mind? what things are in your heart? It's a huge opportunity for us as dads. For us to start to ask the questions for our kids to lean into their own heart, mm-hmm. lean into their own vision and their own mission, because we certainly, I wouldn't expect my three-year-old or or maybe even my 15-year-old to think like, Hey, what is it that I want to create for my day-to-day?
0: Yeah. Dude, I'm re- it's hard for kids, man, because they are they're they're programmed through, and I don't want to just bash the education system because I'm sure busy parents do the same thing to some level. But but to have your kid be curious and creative, you have to put effort into creating space so they're not distracted to do so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, man. What have you learned about yourself and being a dad? So you've hit some stages of fatherhood. You know, when you're married, you you come across this friction of uh, you're, you're married to somebody who's typically somewhat opposite of you. And so sure. you, you, you find areas of your life where you're like, oh, I'm not as patient as I thought, or I'm whatever. What have you learned about yourself in your role as a dad?
1: Oh, well, I, my son, Charles has taught me a lot about myself because kids, especially, I mean, our wives too, but especially our kids, our kids are going to be honest and candid when mm-hmm. things are going the right way, we can go to work and we kind of want to, Oh, you know, I don't really like this, but I'm just going to kind of to keep it status quo and I'll do it anyway. But our kids will be honest when things aren't working for them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing Charles has taught me is he's just amplified my awareness of my own impact, my own energy and how it affects the world.
0: Mm. That's really and, good,
1: yeah, so knowing that when i am when I'm really listening and paying attention with my heart on for what my kids are saying, they're gonna be much more likely to listen to what I need to tell them of what what my expectations are, and before being a father or even to be honest, a couple of years ago, I'd have been like. I have an idea in my mind what I want to do. And this is how I want it to be done. And this is what I need you to do because you are the kid and I am the parent. And this is the way it's going to work within my household. And even for my dad, and I his style of parenting me, let's say 20, 25 years ago, that was maybe effective. And now there are so many different voices that our kids can hear so different easily. So, so, I mean, there's YouTube, TikTok, all this. The difference is us as dads, we can listen back and be there in the moment with where they are. That's our advantage. And that's how I've found my advantage to compete with the other influencers of the world and the rappers and the athletes and everybody else that our kids look up to, um, what can be different than this? How can I compete with those guys to be somebody that, that we look up to and it doesn't take status. It just takes, uh, be really knowing yourself and knowing how to listen to the needs of our kids. And even if you're still setting the expectation, having that time of really reflecting and understanding where your kids are trying to go can help you direct them and the family in the space that I go. So I, I think your question was how has it helped me grow as a, as a how has fatherhood helped me grow as a man? And I would say it has amplified my awareness of how my leadership style is how my leadership style lands uh with people that I am that are following me. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. So with that, I mean, it kind of came out in some of your answer, but what would you say in 30 seconds is the role of the father?
1: Yeah. The role of the father is to lead. And there's a lot of controversy with that. When I, when I say it Uh, and then the controversy comes because there's a, our movement towards a marriage being equal partnership. And it's not to say that both partners aren't equally valuable, but ultimately in every ship in every team, there has to be a leader. And as dads, we take ownership of that masculine leadership role and listen to our families and listen to the needs of, and and understand in our heart where our family needs to go. We're able to steer that ship in a positive direction. Um, so the lead, the, the role of the father is to lead, lead by example and lead the ship of the family in a positive direction.
0: Love it. And so that sounds like what you're rebelling against as well, right? Is you're yes. rebelling against this. Um, and this gets touchy, right? Like people want to ask you, well, what's your thing, your thoughts on, you know, toxic masculinity? What's your thoughts on, on this? So when I hear you, you're saying that you, you know, the role of the father is to lead. Okay. You use the word listen. Um, and so you're you are rebelling against this. Let's call it an equal partnership. Yeah. So 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 if you if if I quoted you, oh, yeah, Thomas is um, rebelling against uh, it being an equal partnership, men and woman in the home. You know, I think the automatic go to is like, oh, that's this patriarchal man on top kind of thing. How would you combat that uh, negative vibe? with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So we all have energy within our home. Um, we all have uh, masculine and feminine energy within us, both men and women. And predominantly men have more masculine energy. Predominantly women have more feminine energy. And as a man, as the leader of the home, when we assume responsibility for the outcomes, it can actually, significantly lessen the burden that's on our wives. So my wife is not expected to make all the like major big decisions. There are some things, major decisions that I make that, yes, I talk to her about, I say, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is where my heart is. This is what I want to do for our family. And she says, okay, yes, let's go with it. There's a level of trust there that we've built over years. Uh, But like for a family, who has a leadership that's fractured where there's nobody that's really leading. There's just, I, I hear about it, talk to dads who say, yeah, I, you know, go out to, with, to dinner with my wife. And they say, she says, where do you want to go? And I say, I don't know. Where do you want to go? And there's no plan. There's no direction. So it's not so much that the man has to 100% of the time in every household throughout America, be the leader. I see it as if you have a family with, you know a man and a woman and they have masculine role for the male feminine role for the woman and it's obviously changing all the time someone has to take the leadership and what i've seen working with dads is that when men assume leadership and ownership it takes a lot of burden and stress off of the wife makes them um, it, it allows them to feel that you're guiding them into an adventure. Mm. So if I'm say, Hey, we're going to hiking today, be ready as where are we going? We're going somewhere cool. Oh, you know, and we end up at Smith rock. She's like, this is fantastic. If I say, Hey, it'd be cool if we went on an adventure today. What do you think? Yeah. And then there's this, this long discussion, like the masculine is action. It's taking action. And so it's easy when we're within a home This is a long answer, but it's easy when we're within the confines of a home and there's a lot of space for discussion. That there's not as much action, so that masculine energy can be the one that penetrates and takes action. It's not to say it's important, not important to consume and learn and listen. Um, Yeah, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah. So in the situation, so going back to the beginning, you're saying, "Okay, I'm going to make a hard decision," and I go, "Okay, wife, I made this decision," or Yeah, even saying it like that is probably, (laughs) Uh, okay, I'm making this decision. What are you paying attention to if she's like, no, I don't think, I I don't, I'm not down for it that way. Like, what are you paying attention to?
1: Yeah. So let's, let's start with the example that I quit my job in July.
0: Okay. Beautiful. Actual story. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah so my son charles lived here in redmond with his mom and we made the decision to move out here to leave my w-2 job that was consistent and to make this move and as a man i had to be very clear on the reasons why this was important so i need to listen to my wife and say hey Um, you know, first thing is like this is this is something I'm leaning towards. How do you feel about it? And you know, you know, she may express some concerns or fears. And I really want to listen, I want to affirm those. I want to thank you for sharing. Um, and I need to be if if I'm saying that we're gonna move across the state and leave my W-2 job, I need to say these are the reasons why. So as a leader, we need to. Always think about how everybody's feeling, especially if it's your wife and the reason why you're making a decision. It can't just be, well, we're doing this because I want to do this. If that's it, your leadership, whether you're a dad or a leader of a company, it's not going to be very strong. So uh, it's depth. I would say that's a huge part of being a strong leader is having depth and the deeper understanding when you're making big decisions mm-hmm. of why you're making them. It can be easier for for the that
0: following energy to fall
1: to fall into place for the feminine energy to lean into your masculine leadership,
0: yeah, dude, so beautiful okay so i'll I'll say a couple things that I'm hearing right now, um okay, one thing I heard you say, every ship needs a captain, right, yes, so every ship needs a captain, which totally resonates with me my my book Rebell and Create is all about like being the captain of your ship um. You've talked about a strong leader doesn't just go. This is what we're doing out of because it, you kind of mentioned it. It's on both sides. You got to have depth. Why are you, Thomas, making this decision? Of it is it based on fear? Okay, then then why is your spouse pushing back on a decision? Is it because they're experiencing fear? And so for both, you you said you need to listen. You need to understand. You need to affirm. And that comes down to being the captain of your ship. It's like, how is this impacting the crew? Right. Cause, and, and when you first say, Hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to make a decision, there's a lot that goes into making a decision for a family. Yeah. Right. And, and this, these things impact, but you are, you are a hundred percent on point that like when you assume responsibility for the outcome, when you take ownership, that is your role, but not from this, I'm the, patriarch of this family. This is what we're doing. Everybody will follow me. No, it's starting from the bottom, right? And that's what I'm hearing mm-hmm. from you. It's like, hey, I am I am carrying this. I'm taking the responsibility and I'm going to show up, right? I'm going to show up. So yeah. just do some really, really powerful stuff here. Um, knowing how your decisions impact the crew. Uh, listening with understanding, with affirmation or affirming, right? Affirming and then learning from them because i'm sure that the way that everything played out actually was probably a bit different than your initial thought because you took into consideration how does this impact my wife how does this impact charles how does this impo- impact my little kiddos yeah um any other thoughts on that because i mean this is this is pretty powerful stuff that men that men need affirmation that they can lead their homes and it's not taxed t- uh, toxic to do yeah. so yeah Absolutely. And I would
1: say as you're going through everything, the question that's popping up is, is my ship at sea or sitting in the harbor? Mm -hmm. And for me, if I am going to have a problem with my ship, I want it to be at sea, not sitting in the harbor. Explain what you mean by that. It's safe in the harbor. Uh, You might be able to go out, float around. See a couple things come back in, Um, but we're never really gonna grow. We're never gonna go on adventures. We're never gonna stretch our skills. We're never going to see how far can we push the envelope. What are the skills? You know, if you've got this crew, right, you're gonna need everyone on the ship to contribute to make the operation work. And if you're sitting at home and you're just kind of kind of just constantly trying to think of a plan of what to do next but there's never action there's almost a, a space of just static and the storm is going to come whether you're sitting in the harbor or you're out at sea but the question is how well are you sharpening your skills so that when there is a storm you're able to be you're able to
0: withstand it So when you say the word skills, I feel like something inside me like awakens, right? Mm. I think that as a man, when I hear skills or, you know, when you watch the movie and the guy's going to get the skills, whether it's Robin Hood or Rocky or whatever, right? There's something inside me that awakens. And I think a lot of us scratch that itch with stupid ass hobbies That are rad, right? Like, okay, cool. I want to surf or I want a mountain bike or I want a dirt bike or whatever. But but I think we lean into those hobbies too much to scratch that itch of building a skill, which is cool. But is it impacting my life so that when I get into a storm with my wife or with my kids, um, that it's it's allowing me to really step up as a man? And so I just challenge each of us: like, where are you building skills right now as a man, husband, father? And if you're not, dude, go get some skills. And then I'll ask you instead of giving a thought on this, yeah, what's your thought on? Okay, I'm gonna get skills from reading a book, which is great. i'm I'm reading a lot of books right now, or just pulling that anchor up, going out to sea and learning on course, yeah. so you
1: you talked about pulling up the anchor and going out and going on an adventure. You're going to learn. There's going to be a lot more responsive learning when you're at sea because you can read. I love the example of you can read about exercise physiology and read about pushups and different types of pushups to do and programs and techniques and what your core should be like. All of the physiology between the pelvic floor and the cervical spine. And but until you go out and do it, now all that knowledge that you've learned. You start to understand like, ah, this is how it's connected. The actual action, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the actual implication of whatever that might be. Uh, So that action and and know that it doesn't have to be taking two weeks off and driving across the country with your family. It could be if you're into surfing, like, Hey, we're all going to go down to the beach. We're going to go surfing tomorrow morning. It can be small adventures, but when we lead our family outside the home into an environment where you're challenged, uh, it can really allow for a lot of opportunities for deeper conversations and growth of uh, how you deal with adversity Mm -hmm. and how you model how to live your life.
0: Yeah as you're talking I just I wrote the word skills down circled it and I put some like thoughts out on it you know so yeah. so skills one is go get experience two is find some mentors right yes. and and maybe it's a financial mentor maybe it's a marriage mentor maybe you know find some mentors people you look to what's cool in our day and age too is like the mentor could be your next door neighbor or it could be you know, freaking Mark Wahlberg, like whoever you, you want to just go, you know, listen to podcasts and stuff that they're on. You, you have this opportunity yeah. to have like crazy, awesome mentors, go learn, whether that be reading, uh, go to a class, like dude, put yourself out there, go to jujitsu class, go to CrossFit class, go to whatever, you know, whatever. Um, like dude, right now I'm doing, I've been doing CrossFit for a little bit, but I'm going twice a week with my daughter who's 13. So nice. it's like this killer time to be with them. And then you know the other thought is get a coach. Like I've had coaches in my life the last eight years, and the amount that I've leveled up is incredible. You know, and th- you know Thomas is a coach for dad. so there's a lot of areas that you could go build skills in your life, and take a little bit from each of those. Anything that you feel like I missed when you think about building skills as a as a man and father, I would say my one of my philosophies is.
1: Don't be scared to go out on your own to develop mm. skills away from your family. It does a few things. One is it shows that you trust your kids are going to be fine without you there. Um, it also shows and models for them. If I'm going out and I'm going to jujitsu or jujitsu tournament or rock climbing, my kids know that I'm out doing some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, Hey, let's sign you up for a sport. What do you want to do? There's like, Oh, okay. This isn't just dad asking me to go do something. Um, he's also out doing extra with his body and being fit. Mm -hmm. And and we know like I was a PE teacher. So that was a whole thing. I go, go off on, um, the other piece is if you develop skills, let's say you mentioned mountain biking or surfing, doing CrossFit, then you can go and. And bring those kids along and they can see, they can see you as a leader and they can see how your confidence and your presence is in that space. And often as dads sitting, like we have family dinners almost every night, but our, when we're in our most element is when we're taking action. Mm. So having the experience of seeing, having your kids see you when you're in a space of action is super powerful.
0: Mm. Yes. And, and so on the flip side of the, okay, say I go learn, I go learn CrossFit and my daughter comes along and she sees like, I'm crushing it. I think on the flip of that as well, is if you're going to learn something that you're not good at yet to let your kids yeah. see you struggle in it, because I, you know, like my 13 year old, she's like, doesn't want to do something until she's good at it. Mm. But for her to see me struggle at, you know, like, like go to, I went to a jujitsu class with them and I did like a, tr- a trial and it's like, I was nervous, bro. And, and, it and, and I sucked and I messed up and I kicked some dude in the head and pissed him off. And, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And, and it was good for them to see me be able to show up and do that because that's how anything starts yeah. is you suck at it and that's good. That's not bad. Yeah. Um. Love any that. thoughts on that? Because I know we got to go here in a minute and I have two things I want to touch on with you before we go.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, absolutely. Like go out. I had an awesome instructor in college that used to say fail big. Mm, and yeah. that's a, just as long as your ship is not sitting in the Harbor, you're going to be moving somewhere. And as you get better and better, you'll get clear clearer idea of what that mark is you're aiming for, but you're never going to get there sitting in the harbor.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So I think that we can plan too much. I do think that you just go, okay, I'm going to pull the anchor up and then see what happens. But you do need to pause and reflect. So you can't just go off super reckless. What has to happen is you got to go through a couple... St- when you go through a storm... Set some time, pause and be like, okay, how did I respond to my wife? Why did I respond that way? Why did I say that to my kid that way? Like the other night, the other night, two nights ago, my wife felt like my son disrespected her. I kind of like walked away from the situation. She came and said this. I went and kind of like in an aggro moment, I'm like, dude, you can't talk to your mom like this. This is unacceptable. Like it just my whole energy was whack. And I'm not saying like I shouldn't be intense with my kids sometimes, but I'm laying in bed, falling asleep, going, hmm, do I want Brody to respond to his son like that one day? And I thought, man, I feel like there's a better way. So I went in his room, I laid on his beanbag and I'm like, hey, dude, this is how I showed up to this. Doesn't change my my wording, but it's the way I showed up to you I don't feel like was the best. Not because I'm worried that I hurt his feelings. It's it. It's more about my energy wasn't that of loving, understanding, listening dad. It was more like she's pissed. Now I'm going to lay it on him. Boom, I'm back into bed. Because it was an inconvenience for me. Yeah. Versus an opportunity for me to lead or serve. Yeah. Uh, okay, dude. Sorry. Here we go. Good. Two things I want to touch on. One is, you you know, at the beginning of this, I asked you, what's one thing that's really important that we touch on? And you talked about the expectations for boys and girls to follow rules. Expand Mm. on that for me for a few minutes uh, before I ask my final question.
1: Yeah. So being a teacher from four seven years, there is so much necessity for a school system to run thoroughly for kids to show up be in their seats, sit down, take the paper, do the assignment, turn it back in. And not to say there aren't art assignments and PE assignments and creative things and beautiful things that happen in school, but understanding with the lens of a dad that they're always being at, they're being conditioned to be asked to do something and do that and then get it back in and you're rewarded. Hmm. There is not the space that I see to be successful in the game of life, we need to be able to ask, what do I want for myself? What do I need to do to lead? And as a result, a lot of times we come out of school without the leadership training to be successful as a dad, because we've been conditioned to be a follower. And so finding mentors is huge, has been a huge part for me. And just, Having that understanding that your son or daughter, like we talked about earlier, with like listening to their heart, they need to have the opportunity and space to create their own reality. Hmm. And
0: Us as dads have a powerful opportunity to help them do that. Beautiful, man. Love it. All right. Well, this leads me into my last question then. My last question is a legacy question. Mm -hmm. And it is not, um, you know, what do you want to leave your kids material wise, but uh, say 50 years from now, okay, 50 years from now, you peer into the homes of your children, you're you're coming towards, you know, later end years of your life, hopefully, right? 83 years old. Yeah, you got your kids are probably married with kids. When you peer into those homes, what is it that you see being played out? And your heart is warm to go, man, the hard work that I did at 18, at 33, at 45, 55, it is 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 being shown in the way that they are operating their lives.
1: Ooh, that's a very, very powerful question. Looking that far into the future. I would say I'd like them to be positive leaders as well and not in, you obviously you're going to be influenced but have their heart be more powerful than the influence of the exterior. The exterior world is only going to have more and more noise. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to reflect on who they are, have their happiness and my grandchildren's kids, my grandchildren's happiness come from an an internal space, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. an external space.
0: Dude, beautiful answer. I mean, maybe there's more, but dude, I love that. All about awareness, right? All about identity, knowing who you are. That is that is incredible. There's like a,
1: I don't remember which book it is, but there's a book that's like when my dog is at the park chasing a ball, enjoying himself. He's not thinking about all the other, other all the other dogs or that um, the exterior noise of how how is this going to make me look chasing a ball wagging my tail, play running through mud. They're just in the moment, enjoying it. And it it's, it sounds simplistic, but that space of just like, I'm running and I'm playing or I'm connecting. I'm in the moment and I'm enjoying that because that's presence of who I am in this moment, not to please any exterior only like for myself.
0: Dude. I love that so much because I'm just thinking about a dog running And imagining him chasing his tennis ball and then just stopping dead in his tracks and looking over and being like, what the hell? That person's tennis ball is pink. I want that one. Like that would never happen. Yet that is how many of us operate so much of the time is we're not enjoying what we're doing because of something else that really doesn't matter, right? A pink ball versus a a green ball or whatever it is that we get distracted by. Uh, so, such a good example. So, dude, I know uh, we're coming to the end of our time. You got to go. This has been incredible. Uh, really love my time with you. One question I'm going to ask you, yeah, is I think as we're listening to you, we go, man, this guy's 33, had a kid at 18. You know, now he's got a couple young kids. It, what would you say is like the one or two things that have put you in this mindset that you are in today? You know, is there a book you'd recommend? Is there, uh, you know, a movie that inspired you? What are the things that's giving you this this wisdom that you're sharing with us today as a 33, almost 34 year old man? Well, the book, honestly, the movie that really like hit
1: home for me at a really young age, and I still, I I don't, my kids will tell you like, Dad doesn't watch movies. Like, mm-hmm. I do a lot of things. Like, very really will I sit down and watch a movie, but I'll watch this movie every year. And that's Fight Club. Okay, yeah. Like that is all about the the grapple of the man who we are and the man that we want to be. And that, that movie really changed my life and continues. I could go watch it over and over. So as far as one, if I was to say to read one book or watch one movie inspired by this guy, Thomas, I heard it on a podcast, if you've seen it, watch it again in a new lens. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. And and know it's probably going to be uh, something that you got to watch a few times before you really get like the, the deep meanings behind the, the story.
0: Love it. And then is there a book you'd recommend as well? Oh, There's so... For dads, there are two that come up.
1: One is called The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And that really goes into what love is and what spiritual growth is. And it changed my paradigm. Even when I was really young, when I was 18 and becoming a dad of what love is, and it's not just about like caring for our kids, but caring for their growth and what that looks like and just love in a completely different lens that I had had seen it before. Um, And then another one that's great, if you're in this, you're grappling with this masculine energy that you want to, you want to embrace and you're not sure how to and is the way of the superior man. Mm. And, and that one goes into deep of, of the balance between the masculine and feminine energy. And it can be a scary process because even now talking about this, I know there are so many Haters. I don't know better words. To say. There's so many haters out there in the world against this concept of toxic masculinity of like the, the patriarchy oppressing and like trying to dominate over women. And it's, it's like completely not my objective and mission in life. Really, my objective is to help men lean into their best selves so that they can lead in a positive way and ultimately help your wife to direct her life in the way that she wants Mm -hmm. every relationship's different. I'm going off, but, um, those would be the two books
0: way of superior man and the road less traveled. Love it. Love it. Oh, Thomas, thank you so much, brother. I, uh, look forward to deeper conversations with you continuing to see your work. And, uh, I'm just excited about all the homes that you're going to impact through the work that you're doing. Um, and so thank you. Keep being the husband, father, friend leader that you are. And I look forward to, uh, connecting with you again in the future. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. Man, my friends, what another incredible conversation. Really, the ahas for me were those three nuggets. Number one was your ceiling or your belief around having a ceiling will be be, or could be the ceiling for your own children. Uh, Your example is everything was the second one. And the third one was your kids won't know how to listen to their own heart until you listen to it. Powerful, powerful things to think about thank you to all you dads out there listening to rebel and creates fatherhood field notes podcast what you do matters don't be like everybody else be yourself that is who your kids spouse and community needs this is your guide ned shout together let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood Hey, if you haven't already, make sure to check out the new children's book coming out early 2023. You can pre-order it at adventureoffatherhood.com. This thing's going to be legendary. Uh, We funded it on Kickstarter. So many of you helped with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But if you weren't able to participate in that, go pre-order a copy. It's going to be great. All right, my friends, I look forward to hanging out with you next time.